Welcome aboard the Flight Attendant Podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's going to be a rough ride. Welcome, everybody, to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I'm B, and I'm here with Uncle Jay. Yeah. Uncle Josie, how are you today? I'm pretty good, actually. Yeah? Did you have a good night rest? Sort of. I went to bed late. Me but, too. Uh, I, was too. I was tired, and I just couldn't, like, sleep right away. You know when you're, like, that tired? After I uh, started falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I got to bed, I was... Uh, um, I can't even hold my phone up anymore. Uh, so today we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Sam, and he is another flight attendant that reached out to us and wanted to come on and have a conversation with us. So hi, Sam. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing all. I'm doing all right. Uh, I, I miss getting. I miss being in the air, but I mean, luckily, I'm I'm heading to Vegas tomorrow, so. It's uh, I'm just dusting off the old cobwebs on my suitcase and ready to get back at it. That sounds like fun. How long are you going to be in Vegas for? Um, from Wednesday night until Saturday night. So it's, it's about like a three, three slash four day stay. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So how long um, have you been flying? Like- um, so, you know, with COVID and everything, uh, I got, I was furloughed. Um, October 1st of 2020. That was the official day that I was, you know, temporarily let go. Uh, but before that I was, um, I've been a flight attendant for about two years. So, so yeah, so about two years of experience. Um, I love it. It's got its ups and downs, um, the the career field itself, but you know, I think overall the positives outweigh the negatives and it's, I think it's just a different yet fun, uh, job to have. How long, um, you said you were a flight attendant for two years before you were furloughed? Yeah. Okay. And what interested you in becoming a flight, to become a flight attendant? Um, so initially getting out of high school, I wanted to join the military and being rejected for, um, for ADD medication that I took as a, just as a child, not as an adult, as a child, I was rejected. And then, so I tried fighting that and I fought that for a really long time and it, and at that point, I was just like, you know what? It's not even worth it anymore. You guys are already treating me like crap. So I'm just going to move on with my life. Um, right. Yeah. And then I realized, like, you know, when I was kind of sat and thought, like, what do I love to do? I just realized that, you know, as a kid, I traveled. I actually traveled a lot as a kid. And I wanted to get back into that. I just loved the atmosphere of being at an airport, loved the atmosphere of being around planes and stuff like that, watching them land, watching them take off. And I just loved it. So I just did some research and just kind of my parents helped me out a little bit. And I just kind of, no, uh, no pun intended, I just kind of took off from there. And I just, I've loved it ever since. That's amazing. I feel like uh, for both of us, we kind of always just had an interest in aviation as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wanted to be a flight attendant when I was two. And I, I wanted like, you know, like the little kids, no, I want to be a pilot. But that was actually like, I did want it to continue that. Um, but when I tried to be in the aviation world, um, there was not much information out, or um, then 9/11 happened. Saying about the entire deciding. 
when yeah. I have to do with life and my parents were like, yeah, we're not doing that. What, um, so have you done anything? Are you doing anything besides just what kind of waiting to come back? Um, they, the company I was working for did in fact reach out and say, Hey, you know, we're ready for flight attendants to come back. But at that point, um, it was kind of like in the middle of everything still. And I didn't feel, so I did, I was living by myself in Philadelphia and I literally just got done moving everything back, driving 14 hours all the way back to uh, my hometown and stuff like that. And just got comfortable, just got a full-time job. And they were like, hey, we're ready for you to come back. And I just, with everything going on, I wasn't confident and didn't trust the fact of an, you know, an unknown future of whether or not we were going to get furloughed or they were going to extend you know, that policy what? that they had from the government to protect us. So I didn't know that. And you know, it was really nice being back home. And I just kind of felt like, you know what? Let's make some money. Let's build my bank account back up. You know, let's enjoy the time at home while I can and just kind of wait till you know, the fire goes out before we kind of get back into that career field again. And so for the time being, I've just been working at a warehouse full time, uh, making decent money. And I've just, uh, I'm also working on writing a book as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I hope to read your book here soon when, I, when you publish it. So uh, when you were still flying, what was your favorite layover that you had? Um, working wise, oh, that's, I think, I think uh, my best layover is probably Denver because I don't know why I don't know why everywhere else for the specific company I work for you know everywhere else you know it's like 10 hour layovers 11 hour layovers eight hour layovers or you know whatever the minimum rest is right. something like that or maybe a little bit more but for whatever reason every time I went to Denver our layovers were like you know 22 hours 24 hours long so you got to really enjoy it and me being being a lover of you know the western United States I love going out west. I love going to Colorado. And so my buddy and I, uh, Keone, him and I would just get in a car. We would rent a car and just go drive around in the Rockies and the foothills and just enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. We I like. It's funny because we both, for me, I like the rainy weather um, so, or, like, you know, that gloomy weather for some reason. So I really like Portland and, like, really peaceful, yeah. Yeah, but I also love San Diego. I think like San Diego has the perfect weather, and yeah. Uncle Josie loves San Diego too. I think I <laughs> love it there. I actually, I actually, not not for work, but for leisure, I actually went out to San Diego last year. You know, right about this time, and and I went out to visit a friend in San Diego, and it was really cool. Like first of all, like you know, it was a, obviously like a sunny day, and it was really it was a clear day. We were coming in from the mountains. It was a really cool view coming in from you know the foothills. And then coming in to land, you got, you know, the Marine Corps boot camp right there as you're taxiing into the gate. And so that was really cool to see as well. And so just driving, driving to the, their apartment and seeing the, you know, the San Diego Bay and all the, all the boats and stuff. That was really cool too. Right, I, didn't, right. I, didn't, I wish I could have, I wish I could have explored the city more, but, you know, just getting to the airport and driving around for a little bit. That was, it was a really pretty city. Yeah, it's a nice city for sure. Hey, so once the all the bands and every and the traveling bands and everything starts opening, um, what uh will be your first place to go to? Like maybe vacation? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of hard to hear. Uh, was was the question when everything kind of opens back up again? Where where do I want to go? Like for like in my next vacation? Right. Yeah. 
Um, as as that that's tough. I haven't given that much thought. Well, obviously, I I recently picked to go to Vegas because it's been a while since I've been, and uh, it was just kind of a celebratory thing for writing my book to go celebrate in Vegas. Um, but other than that, um, I've always I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I've I kind of lately been thinking about saving up my money to go back to my home country or maybe like go to like someplace like Seattle or like in the like far Northwest. Cause I haven't been to Seattle yet. And um, I've always, you know, I want to explore as many new cities as I can. Yeah. Seattle is pretty. You'll like Seattle, I think, especially since you like exploring things, you know, we all, we all kind of do. Right. We, um, all get, we all understand that vibe. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So what's your favorite vacation that you've gone on? Um, probably in a, um, my favorite vacation, either, you know, all the way, you know, all the way to Australia, which wasn't necessarily a vacation. Um, but that, or going down to, you know, Gulf Shores, Alabama, that's always, that's always a lot of fun and brings back a lot of childhood memories. That's cool. That's cool. That's nice. So, um, what's your favorite thing about flying? Um, my favorite thing about flying, I think, is the views, the office views, that yeah. that, and like the interesting like passengers that you meet along the way. Like obviously, yeah. there's a couple bad apples every now and then that just are ignorant and they don't really understand. So you just kind of have to, you know, just take a breath and just understand they don't know what it's really about. And then, you know, there's other stories that, you know, are really incredible people that you meet along the way. And um, not only that, but the coworkers as well. Uh, I've met so many friends um, through this job. And even then, like the person who I was visiting in San Diego, we didn't, we never even worked with each other. We met through an inter, for, through an airline interview at United and oh, wow. she got the job, she got the job and I didn't, but we've never even worked with each other. And we were, you know, we still stayed in contact. We still stayed friends. And so that's, that's, awesome. I think that's, I think that's something really special that, you know, that personality trait that flight attendants have is we're very friendly, loving people. And, you know, even whatever, you know, even with these bad times and all the challenges we go through, we always find a way to uh, stick with each other and kind of create that between. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I have met a couple of people just in passing um on my dad heads home for like my commute to where i'm going and i've stayed friends with a couple of them and then i've also you know have worked at another airline or have worked with people who've gone to move on to a different airline and then they'll be on my flight commuting to work and i'll see them and it's like such a great pleasure to see somebody that you haven't seen in a while that you don't run into very often mm. yeah it's it's really awesome especially like you're like between flights or whatever you're on like a really short layover and you see an airport that sounds really cool yeah yeah for sure um so do you want to talk about your book or is it not aviation related like do you want to give it a shout out or like do you i i can i can talk about it all day long i'm very proud of it uh, but it's not <laughs> That's good. aviation related so i don't know how you <laughs> it's up to you you can if you want we don't have we don't have a problem with that um, so basically, uh, basically, so, um, for history buffs and, uh, those who love exploring like the ancestry of their family or like, you know, discovering their family tree, 
these these doctors and nurses during World War II come together and they create um, this company to collect blood DNA from deceased bodies of uh, you know government officials, uh, civilians, military officials, and all that, so that and they you know preserve those they preserve that blood DNA and they create this building where you know people can come and donate their their blood DNA and see who they matched with and kind of they um, it's kind of it's a sci-fi novel that they can travel back in time to where that matching DNA was living. So the main character in present day time, uh, in a sense, discovers that his great grandmother was living during World War II and the Holocaust. So he has to be put in, you know, in a special pod that the company has built and be put under anesthesia and with those blood DNAs, both of those blood DNA match um, strands mixing together with electricity, he gets sent back in time and he has to discover his roots and find his great grandmother um, that's a prisoner in the Holocaust. That's that's really interesting. And yeah. I think we're gonna like it a lot. <laughs> right. We recently, um, cheap, uh, I mean, just, we, so I just did my ancestry DNA. But oh, I had mine for for a couple of years now, and uh, we both actually B was the one who introduced me to Doctor Who, so you got the time traveling there too. So right. So it's it's. it's I'm really, actually gonna be really interested in this book. Yeah. Yeah, what's what's um, a girl I dated gave me that um, that 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 she gave that to me as a gift to say, hey, like you've always wanted to know your roots. Here you go, and I was like, perfect. And so I took the test and I got the results back. She literally, no no offense, she literally spent a hundred dollars for no reason because the results literally told me everything I already knew about myself. So I so you know one night. When you know when all these bad things were happening to me, and then that same girl uh, dumped me, it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further and read and kind of write my own history and uh, make write a book about it. That's really cool. That's really cool. It's funny. It's interesting that it gave you exactly what you knew. It didn't give me exactly what I knew. Like I figured that I would be, you know, native indigenous to Americas, and then I, Iberia because I'm Hispanic so everybody can you know like all the Hispanics are Spanish so Iberia and then it was just completely different I have a, a larger percentage of Asian than I thought I have um what I have Western Europe as well so I was it was very interesting for me yeah for me it was I knew and it gave me things that I knew but it extended on one that knowledge that I had and there was other ones that I was just like, did not even cross my mind. Like uh, the the twelve percent and America, the which includes the the Taino. Right. So he can't hear you. Oh, he you can't. Have, you have to speak louder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we we're we're gonna be on the lookout for your book, and we'll for sure give a shout out when you publish it finally. And. We're going to talk today. Uh, we were going back and forth on a few, few different topics, but we kind of just settled on the top favorite uh, airports, right? So you've traveled a lot in your. Right. So why don't I don't Uncle Jay hasn't traveled as much. Actually, I don't I don't know if either of us have traveled as much as you have. I'm just usually just working a lot. Um, but do you have a favorite like what's do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to tell us your top 10? So number 10, I, I do have, which we mentioned earlier, uh, San Diego. 
And, you know, like I said, I, I just like the, I love the views that it has coming in for landing, um, you know, view of the Harbor, you get to see the, the boot camp, which is like right next door. Like, you know, it's literally on the other side of the fence is how close it is. Uh, I think San Diego always has great weather and, you know, you can kind of see a little bit of the mountains on the descent. It's also, you know, close to Tijuana if you're ever looking to, you know, enjoy a night out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just cross the border. And of course, it's another Western city that it's just another Western city. So I like, you know, I always favorite the West, Western U.S. So you're from, you're from the Midwest or you're from the West? I was, uh, I'm from, I, I grew up in the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. Us too. Well, I did. She grew up very, very south. <laughs> I'm from the island. She's from the island, but I'm from, I'm from Michigan myself. <laughs> uh, so what's number nine? <clears throat> number nine is actually really, really unique. For most people, they're like, really, that city? But like the story that I have to go with it, it's like it makes it, it, makes it to where it definitely made the list. Um, and, you know, that now that I think about it, I probably should have ranked it higher. But number nine is uh, Louisville. And... Um, what what made this story uh, so special to me was that um, there was a little so you know for those of you don't, so I haven't said this really before but I was born in Ukraine you know which is in Eastern Europe and I was adopted as a as a, as a baby about 19 months old and so you know going you know um, you know at some point I obviously had to fly over here and land in the United States for the first time and when I did my new family was greeting me and they all had you know, posters and balloons and they were all cheering and everybody was there. And it was just a really special moment. Well, this little girl, I'm working the, I'm working, you know, B, I'm the B flight and I'm working in the back of the aircraft. And this right. little girl, this little Chinese girl comes on and she's got one arm and she looks, she's about, you know, two years old and she looks happy as can be. And then I, I'm like, okay, who's she with? And so I just kind of realized that our parents are, you know, not of the same ethnicity. And so I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Maybe they adopted her. So I finally picked, I kind of, after paying close attention to them, I kind of puzzled it, puzzled it out that the, you know, the parents were adopting her. And so I kindly asked about what was her story and they adopted her from China and they were going home to Louisville to meet her family for the first time. So when we landed, you know, I, I even had the photo on my, I still have the photo of me and the little girl together. Uh, she's smiling in the photo too, and she's wearing my she's wearing my lanyard, my ID. Oh, nice! That's cute. <laughs> so, like, I just I just made her happy and just you know treated her the best I could that night. And landing in Louisville, um, I asked the crew. I said, "You guys can go to the hotel if you want. I'm gonna I'm staying here to watch this. I'll Uber if I have to." And they said, "No, we can wait." So we um, so I explained to my crew like that I'm basically reliving what my what my childhood was to the beginning of my new life. And I wanted to watch what this little girl was going through because I never really remembered or could really, you know, see it, what was actually happening. Cause I, you know, I was a little baby. Right. So, you know, watching this little girl walk into the airport to see her new family, it just, it brought me to tears. It was so incredible. I bet. It, those are like those, that makes it, I just should have ranked it higher. I don't know. <laughs> I, I should have ranked it higher. I don't know why. I, I <laughs> All right. What's number eight? Number eight is Houston because I have cousins that live down there. So I've been there to Houston a couple of times. And I even had a, uh, I even had uh, a face-to-face -face interview with United Airlines in Houston. And I now, think they Houston, I'm sorry to cut you off. Houston, uh, Bush or Hobby? Uh, I-A-H. 
Houston. I eight. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and so intercontinental. Yeah. Exactly. And so I like that it's a, you know it's a pretty big airport, and I love the I love the really I love the cool little train system that goes throughout this throughout mm-hmm. the airport. Really cool. I like that a lot too. So that's why whenever I'm whenever I'm down on the train that connects them from under under the ground, I feel like I'm in the it's a small world from this world. <laughs> I've never I've never taken the you haven't taken it down I'm there. Never. I take it from. Terminal A to the um, to the Marriott Hotel because that's where the cruise sub store is, and then I go there and I get like my my bag tags or like pens and things like that. So, have you been to that cruise store? I've only been to the cruise store in Cincinnati. Oh, I've been to I haven't been to the one in Cincinnati. I've been to the one um, in Houston, Minneapolis, Atlanta. And then there's one in Chicago in the United Terminal. Uh, you need to be you need to be escorted in there. So. Uh, what's number seven? Number seven is you just you just mentioned it, um, but it's it's Chicago. Uh, Sports wise, I really don't like this city at all. Um, it's <laughs> my biggest, it's my biggest rival, and it just makes me angry talking about it. But um, but like talking about like the airport and the city itself. Um, so the aircraft and the type, the type of landing that we did coming into Chicago, you mm-hmm. always, you know, you always flew right over the city and you went right. out to the lake and then you turned around and came into land and you were still like right there, right above the city. So you got really good views of the city coming into land. Um, especially like during like a sunrise or like a sunset. Uh, those it was really good views. You can you know you fly right over the lake. Um, it's a really big airport, and they've got a lot of food options there. But the only thing I don't like about the airport is just like it's like a beehive, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing it's, I don't like about it. That's where we're based out of O'Hare, so it's it's crazy. But we do love. I at least me. I love that landing, especially at night. I usually I tell my passengers if you're on the left side of the plane, get your cameras out. Turn off your flash. I'll turn down the lights. You get the right. best pictures. Exactly. Yeah. What about six? Six, 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 six. I have Philadelphia, which is where I was based most recently for about a year. Um, I that airport. It reminds me a lot of. It reminds me a lot of Minneapolis. Like it's a very big airport, and it's basically a mall almost. And there's a lot of. There's a lot of food options and um i think they also uh, i think they also have really good views um coming into land and take off especially like if you're coming in from like the east side of the airport um you get a really good view of like the football stadium and the baseball stadium and the hockey arena coming into land that's cool i actually i, I try not to go to philadelphia <laughs> um because the hotel there is not that great but um, I'll have to check it out next time I'm there. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's what I, living in Philly, um, I had a lot, I had a good handful of friends that, um, well, I had, I had my own apartment there and a lot of friends would come in and they'd fly into Philly and just stay at the airport because they had hot reserve the next day or airport reserve. I would just right. say, hey, instead of just being uncomfortable, like just come to my, come to my, uh, come to my apartment. I will like, I have an extra place for you to sleep that you can stay at and uh you know just saves you i'm in a secured location i'm in a gated community so you're you're safe here so that's awesome yeah i feel like whenever well i don't live in chicago but uncle jay does and 
whenever I'm in the city that I have to work early the next day, like I do tomorrow, I just crash with here with him. And I don't know, it's, it's great to have like that support system for friends. Exactly. When I lived in, yeah, when I lived in the city, I, my friends would be like, hey, are you home? Can I come stay? I have a, I'm like, sure, go ahead. Like, you know. I think back, back, this backtrack a little bit of what you were saying regarding meeting so many people. I think these are the, the, the connections that we created. Right. And I feel like it's at, um, just like we are all in the same boat at any point in time, because I'm sure, I mean, you're from the Midwest, that's where you grew up. So you didn't know Philly. So I'm sure you had to figure it out before you well, moved I, there, right? I had to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, figured, I figured Philly out in about one day when I drove on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember I went to, this is back when I was a door-to-door salesperson. Uh, we had this, um, what's it called? Like, um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> it was it was like a um, I think like a convention that we had to go to, and it was in Philly. And so we had we like had to drive around for a while to try to find a place and trying to find parking. It was kind of a nightmare. I never been. I I think I only stopped at Philly and then continue, but I don't think I can't remember if I ever had a uh, lane over there. No, no. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is another one. Anyway. Uh, what number? Where are we? Four, right? Uh, five. Five. What's five? Five is my hometown of St. Louis. Um, uh, here, here, here in St. Louis, about you know about fifty percent. That's probably wrong, but about fifty percent of you know departures are Southwest here, and I, I like I love Southwest, and Southwest even has its own. T- so there's Terminal One and Terminal Two. And Terminal 2 is completely Southwest airline flights. Mm. There's nothing else there except Southwest. Um, but, you know, it's obviously it's home for me. And depending on where you're coming from, um, when you take off and land, you get good views of the city and the Gateway Arch. So it's a, it's a really pretty view from there, especially when you – and also you, get, you can kind of see inside uh, Bush Stadium, our, our baseball field too. Okay. But, you know, okay. it's, it's, home, it's home for me, so I got to put it on the list. Well, of course, of course. I don't know. Have you been to St. Louis? I drove by. You drove by. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I had a friend that lives there, and I went. I was in Houston, and I was just like, oh, instead of just going home, let me just pop over before I actually head home. Right. And it was, it, yeah, it was cool. You know, it took frontier, I think. <laughs> but what's number four? Number four is where I'm heading tomorrow is Las Vegas. I love that they, you know. The first time I was in Las Vegas, um, you know, the second I stepped off the off, you know, off the plane, and the second I stepped into the airport into the terminal, were mm-hmm. slot machines. That was literally the first thing my eyes saw was slot machines. Um, <laughs> I love that you can, you know, freely drink there. I love the airport is so close to the Vegas Strip. You have amazing views coming in to land and take off. Um, amazing views, probably one of the best in the country uh, for airports. <clears throat> I mean, have you sat there uh, whenever I've been waiting for like friends or like even just to sit, I go behind the podium and then because it's all, you know, like all the windows and stuff on the, all the sides, I just sit there and I watch the sunset yeah. or the sunrise or whatever it is. Yeah, it looks really pretty. Yeah. What's number one? I lost. Uh, number three. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You're okay. Number three is Detroit. Um, kind of an oddball but 
Um, I've been there a lot. And I think the airport for, you know, especially like first time passengers, it is super easy to navigate. It's literally like two straight lines. It's like how their terminals are set up. Um, And then obviously the tunnel underneath, you know, but there it's super easy to navigate. Um, Everything's pretty much in order there. I think it's a very, I I feel like the lighting in there is amazing, especially in the daytime. It's amazing. Um, they have like a, you know, a red train that goes, that runs above the terminal above it, the, yeah. up, up, up high. I think that's really cool. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, was, just, it's a very large, open, bright terminal. that's super easy to navigate. Uh, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. I'll keep cutting you off. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm, I'm done. Okay. So I, um, I'm from Northwest Michigan and, um, I lived in Southwest Florida for a while. So every summer or every so often, I would go from South of Florida up to Michigan to just hang out with my friends. That's when I turned 21. I was like, you know what? I want to spend it in, in Northwest Michigan with my friends. So um, I flew from Fort Myers through Detroit up to Traverse City. and But this was back when Northwest was still an airline before they, they were. I know. <laughs> Uh, so I flew Northwest a lot back then. So I just, but uh, my stop was Detroit and then they had just started building um, the tram or it, it was just done. So it was, everything was still pretty new. Like there was that, you know, that fountain that's in the middle of the terminal. Yeah, the I like the yeah, it, they were, they had just installed it too. So everything, it looked, it, everything was just like brand new. You just said your age. I've said my age before. <laughs> Yeah. What's number two? Uh, Number two is Minneapolis. Again, it's a very large airport. It's got a cool tram system. uh, And it's basically, um, it's basically like Philadelphia's airport on steroids. And it's a, it's, it's like Mall of America, but airport version. Yeah. I've had a, it's a funny story because when I went to, when I went to Minneapolis, to St. Louis to visit my friend, I was trying to get back to Chicago, but everything, of course, you know, St. Louis and Chicago are two hubs for like all the, um, pretty much United. They're, yeah. you know, for all the regional jets. And it was so hard to try to get on those planes from St. Louis back to Chicago, but I had to go to Minneapolis and then yeah. go down to Chicago. But <laughs> not, a, sorry, not only this, but like I landed in one terminal and then the train had stopped running. So I literally had to walk all the way over to the other side just oh to go to catch my flight home. And it's so, it's so frustrating because it's such a short flight. I, know. I was like, at this point, just get me on a train. I won't take the train. <laughs> so, all right. What's the next one? Number, number one, my top, uh, my top airport in the U.S. to, um, to go to. And, you know, I mentioned this before, like the, the, I mentioned about like the overnight of, of it, you know, the overnight aspect of it. Um, but Denver is my favorite airport to go to. Um, it's a very big airport. I think it's like it's pretty open and spacious, like like Detroit is. Um, mm-hmm. And you got incredible mountain views coming in to land and take off, um, especially if you're like flying f- flying in from like the west west coast. It's right, just, it's just breathtakingly beautiful. Again, I'm a little biased here because you know Colorado is like my favorite place to visit. And it's kind of where I want to live in the future, but I mean, I'm st- the airport itself just kind of backs it up as well. And even even then, like the airport has like a 
you know, they have their own tram system, like underneath underground or like a train system underground. And they even have an actual train that takes you from, you know, the terminals literally all the way downtown uh, Denver, which is really cool. Yeah, I like so Denver. Very convenient if you have like a crash pad downtown or something. And I know I followed, I followed this like um, email subscription where, you know, it's a crash pad group and they're trying right. to, now they're in the works of trying to get a crash pad base for, you know, crash pad location for flight attendants and pilots in Denver right now. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. Okay. So if you were to rearrange this, the, uh, your top list to move, to move, uh, Louisville to a different spot, where would you put it now that you've. I'd probably put Louisville at, at, I'd probably like move everybody down one and put Louisville at like, like four or five. Okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. All right. So that's your new list. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. What about you, Uncle Dick? So I haven't had much experience. Oh, in the US, the ones that we go so to. The, the, the ones that we go to, like, um, the, the ones that I can think of the most is um, Austin. Mm-hmm. I really like Austin. Yeah. Um, the new terminal. The new terminal. Yeah. With all the outdoorsy. You need to speak up because I don't think you can hear you. Right? Uh, I, can you hear him? I can, hear, can hear him. Sometimes okay. it's a little muffled and hard to hear. Okay. So I like that terminal because what they've done with like all the outdoorsy looking, uh, like the food truck, um, and the the concert area that they have now there. Right. For live music. Um, the other one would be Denver. I really like what they're doing with Denver. Um. And I think I'm going to have to throw their um, France CDG just because, you know, it was my first. Was your first? Live. Well, no, it was Heath. We but we really didn't stay at Heath at all. We didn't, yeah. Um, I got to see a little bit more of uh, CDG than anything else. And that was like a big goal for me. Yeah. Uh, Montreal was really good. I can't remember which one they went to. Um, and we did. Uh, <laughs> probably because I can't remember because they usually go through either go right. through Montreal or to, through Toronto so I don't know which other one um, so for me I think my I'm just gonna it's gonna it's gonna sound really weird but I judge airports by their bathrooms because I feel like it's important <laughs> to <laughs> Oh, I avoid those at the airport. <laughs> I just I avoid <laughs> bathrooms at the airport. No. So I'm just gonna tell you my top. Well, it, it was up until a couple of years ago when they started changing all the bath, you know, all the bathroom stuff. Um, so the new aesthetic of the O'Hare Airport in Chicago is nice because you know you have the um you have the sink and then you have the soap on one side you have the faucet in the middle and then you have the hair dryer on the other side right so that's really cool however they used to have this um the, you know the the plastic around the seat in the in the toilet so you would press the button and it would disperse the plastic yeah. yeah 
yeah so it was always sanitary and now like i have to do the extra step of like pulling out the thing and putting it on the seat like the seat cover and putting it on the seat i think the the little times that i went there we didn't even have that in the men's bathroom well no because you started flying when they had started oh, okay. yeah but like back back in the day when i started flying and they reduced that the the other bathrooms on that terminal i know they haven't even like even though you know, they've i don't done. even know what they've done I've done all the terminals already, I think. But um, so that was that would be like that would have been my top one. Uh, <laughs> just, because just because of the bathroom. <laughs> I just thought I just thought about another airport that I like in Seattle, and just because certain um, areas you can see Mount Rainier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from there. That's, yeah, that's a really good view. Yeah. Um, so that's our only Um, I also like. Um, well, Detroit is also on my list just because I have that memory of traveling back and forth. This is before I started being a flight attendant, you know, traveling back and forth between Fort Myers and Traverse City. Um, Chicago is also on my list because I spent a lot of time there when I was when I first started flying. Uh, Houston in Houston, I was I was working a flight from Denver to Houston. And a Mexican singer songwriter was on my on my plane. It was and it was my birthday. I think it was turning twenty twenty three, and he sang happy birthday to me. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you find O'Hare for me just because it's the airport that I know the most? And yes, I found um, we did a uh, uh, Pierre Elliott to go international. Okay, so we went through Montreal. That was the, the first stop for us. The first stop, yeah. And uh, I think it's just because of the memory that we have there. Spent like eleven hours there. We did. And um, they had like a view also from that like nice view. Um, uh, the, yeah, the views. Yeah, yeah. The views. yeah. So that's it uh, for us. I think the the airport. <laughs> do you have any questions for us, Sam? How often do you guys get to work together? Not very often. So we did. I, our seniorities are about three years apart, and um, he is about a hundred. Well, right now I'm at my hundred something, but um, once everything everybody comes back, comes back I'll be on like the two hundred. He's about two. He's about two hundred people junior to me, so for me to bid with him would take my seniority very, very low. And um, and I just I I love you, but I don't love you that much. <laughs> <laughs> How rude! But but we will try to like swap into each other's trips if we can. Right. Yeah, we just recently did that. Yeah, too. I just yeah well, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know swapped into one of his trips. So, um, so we'll say, go ahead. Are you mainline or regional? Mainline. Is it fair to say that interviews for main because I I have not worked for one yet, but I've been to a couple mainline interviews and it is it is competitive. It is tough. I think the majority uh, part of those interviews are um, following the rules exactly as they as they tell you. So if they say like jump with one leg with your left leg, but you jump with your right leg. Then like they're out there like oh you can't follow directions or it's like they say say your name where you're from and how old you are and you say like your name 
and where you're from and how old you are and your favorite color, then like, okay, he can't follow directions, you know? And I feel like that was a lot of it. It's and very then throughout military eyes, militarized. Yeah. yeah. And then for um for at least like throughout the day, at least in my interview, people were just constantly walking around, even at lunch, just looking at the way that we presented ourselves, the way that we talk to other people, the way that we dress, so you know, if we were on our phones, if we were not present in the moment. Because a lot of it is, you know, you you know as being a flight attendant is being situationally aware and being aware of everything that's going on around you. Exactly. So you know, if they see you if and and you have to be presentable, at least at the interview, you have to be professional, professionally dressed. So if you have there's this one girl in one of my in one of my interview classes that she had like she was wearing dress pants, but there were the dress pants that had like the bell bottom but then it didn't stop at that like all of the bottoms were frayed so oh while God. she looked okay from like the waist up from like the knees down it was just a mess you know yeah I was, I, <laughs> my my interview was i was competing there with about 300 400 almost 400 people on my interview on the oh same day and um everything was crunched up and like what 12 hours that I was there. My, my interview was a very extended, a very long, long day. Um, but yeah. I went to an interview with a, a certain company. It was made as a mainline company and I got invited to go to an interview with them. It was the second time I, I've tried to go interview with them. And I saw like, so they did their, the company presented us with like their little opening video and stuff like that and how the interview process is going to go. And, you know, they're going to, you know, they explained all that. And I'm like, okay, we'll take a, you know, five minute break and then we'll, we'll get started. And I was like, okay, great. And so I started talking, I started talking with, uh, to the other applicants and I look over and I see this girl, like kind of by herself, like secluded and alone and she's on her phone. I'm like, Oh, she's cut. She's going to be walking out of here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, of course. I feel like it's for me. Um, I didn't even grab my phone at all during that time because I turned mine um, off. I yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I, t- I, I only turned mine on at lunch and I was because I was spending the night at uncle Jay's house and um, he was like, are you okay? Are you alive? Are you coming back anytime? <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I, I think that right after, so I, w- I worked for a regional previously and, um, right after I stopped working for that air for the regional, I did have a phone interview with Delta, but they were, I'm, you know, I'm assuming I wasn't what they were looking for. So I didn't get past the phone interview. So it was, it's very hard, like, as you said, and I know that some people, especially for Delta, um, didn't like, they, they tried quite a few times to until they finally were able to get through to the actual interview. So you'll you'll get there. Do you want to go back to flying? I'm con- I'm contemplating it. Like I'm on the like right now in my mind, um, I'm on the fence of like whether or not I want to be a flight attendant again and you know get get myself out there and um, you know go live in another state away from family. But at the same mm-hmm. time it's like I really enjoy being in my hometown and I love watching my sports here in my hometown. 
uh, you know, everything, my whole life is here. So it's really hard to let go of that. So I'm thinking of like maybe getting like a ground crew job here, um, just oh, yeah. like, but, but for a mainline company, so I can still stay in my hometown. So I'm just kind of like on the fence with that. And I'm also, you know, publishing a book. So I kind of want to see where that goes as well. Cause I've gotten, I put a lot of work and effort into it. So I really want to see how that goes. Right. Um, I feel like once you're in aviation, it just kind of stays in your blood. If that is something that you kind of always wanted to do and that you want to keep doing, whether it's in the ground or in, you know, the flight deck, have yeah. you, have you thought about doing like a, like a private pilot license or anything like that? I have not thought about that. I heard it can be very expensive though. It can be. It yeah. Can be, yeah. Yeah. I would just have to like research or, or something because I know we have a bunch of smaller besides like you know our main airport you know STL we do have a couple right. of re, you know small airports around to, that's close to my house as well. Right, that's cool. That's really cool. You have any questions for Sam? Um, what is the least thing that you like about flying? What is the what? The least thing that you like about flying. Um, <laughs> I think the taxiing for some airports. It just. It gets under my. It just gets under my skin. Like I can yeah. deal. With, I can deal with like de-icing because I've I've done, you know, research on videos where you know de not not de-icing, or you know de-icing and then waiting too long to take off. You know, mm -hmm. very is very serious and could be deadly. Um, oh yeah. So I don't mind you know taking the time to de-ice to make sure I can you know stay alive and that nothing you know goes haywire. But, you know, like, for example, like Charlotte, I just, oh, Lord, I just want to, I don't know, taxiing in Charlotte. For us, I think it's taxiing in, um, in Chicago, taxiing in, into the gate in, in uh, Chicago sometimes. Chicago another horrible one. Yeah. Um, All of our taxis are very, very, like, decently. They're pretty, they're pretty quick. Yeah, like, I, uh. I, I love going into airports like St. Louis or like going to like, yeah. like really tiny, like Elmira, New York, or like Eagle, Colorado. You literally, you know, you fly in and you turn into the gate and you're there. That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that? Like, that would be like, um, like Niagara Falls. They have a very tiny airport. Have oh, you been there? No. Yeah. There's, I think in Niagara Falls, there's only two gates. I think two gates. So, Is that even, yeah, be a thing. Don't. We we can say it, but we're not going to put it in there. Latrobe. Is that what you're thinking? No. no. Oh, okay. Latrobe. Well, oh, this is just between us, but Latrobe only has two gates, and we're pretty much the only airline that flies in there, apart from charter oh, companies. Yeah. No. Yeah. The one that I just experienced recently, I've never flown in St. Thomas. Oh yeah. That's, that's a very thing. short yeah. hour. Like, I thought I was going to leave the ball. <laughs> That is a pretty. That is a pretty landing too. I actually have a really nice picture. Landing, yeah. 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 Sure. yeah it's a <laughs> so we were just recently in St. Thomas last month, and uh, we had about a what three three hour delay. Yeah. It was about a three hour delay because the weather moved in just as we were landing, and not like on the island, but around the island. So yeah. then we couldn't take off. Um, with all of our passengers. So we had to, all of the passengers, the bags and the fuel, because we took a plane that was too big. 
um, for all of that together. So we ended up uploading 11 passengers and not taking and taking all of the fuel. And then at one point we were gonna take all the passengers, take all the bags, less fuel, and then we're gonna stop in Puerto Rico in order to get more fuel because they have a longer runway to get back to yeah. mainland. It was it was a nightmare. <laughs> I've had that those kinds of stories. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so, but yeah, I don't think like I don't. That one, I feel like that one was the one of the worst experiences that I've had as far as like waiting to take off or like trying to figure out when we're gonna take off. My rule of thumb is like cancel me or let me go. Please don't delay me. <laughs> don't delay me. I mean, it just we can. They came up with like four different plans and nothing. Nothing worked. Like, okay, so yeah. in the meantime, while all of this is going on the weather moved out and we were like finally able to move in with like take with everybody off with a full plane of people with the bags and with the fuel so i guess they should have just delayed the flight waited yeah at one point the the, uh, first officer was about to time out too so it was just you know we don't know what happened got lucky what was what has been your longest delay and why? Oh, that was um, that was the story I was talking about. So I flew in. So I was where were we leaving from? We were either leaving from Minneapolis. I think it was we were leaving from Chicago. And we were flying mm-hmm. to Denver, but there was a huge storm come from the northeast coming into Denver. So we had to go fly instead of going like kind of like uh, like diagonal. Right into like southwest into denver we had to go like straight south and go all the way around and kind of make a u across the united states and come up through like colorado springs to go to denver to avoid that storm and in doing so we ran we're we were running out of fuel so we had a pit so we had this pit stop at we had to uh, divert to colorado springs which you know if you don't know literally just south of denver so we did that and then not only were we there but, you know, so was, you know, half the planes in the area as well that were in the sky. They all had to stop and divert there, too, to get gas or, you know, because of the storm. So we waited right. there for about an hour or two just to get refueled. And so the people there and I even I like I like this is where my customer uh, service came in is where people's you know, we were flying to Denver originally. But some people on the plane, their final stop was Colorado Springs. So I negotiated with the ground crew and I was like, look, these people are not, you know, this is ridiculous. And they're, you know, if you just get a special shuttle to come out here and safely take them from the aircraft to the terminal, you would be a superhero. So they said, sure, fine. So they came, they brought like a shuttle out and taxied those, those people, you know, to the gate so that they could just go home or get to their final, you know, their final place that they need to go to. So they didn't have to fly all the way to Denver and then come all the way back already after, you know, a two hour delay. So that kind of, they, they were so happy to hear that. And then, you know, finally uh, <laughs> we got to Denver and then finally, by the time Denver, we got to Denver, I still had to fly to my hometown in St. Louis. And so oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't walk into my bedroom. I was initially supposed to get home at 11 PM. I didn't walk into my bedroom until 2 AM. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I just Wait, you know, yeah, that's yeah, a, I just jumped in bed and just crashed right then. Crashed, and then. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's uh, that's, that's that's crazy. Have you heard my story? Have you? No, I don't think. 
You're having that crazy delay where they throw you all over the place? No, because remember, I was mostly reserved, so if there was a delay, more likely I would be pulled out from that flight and move on to another flight. Mm-hmm. But more likely that flight was going to get canceled. And it happened to me in the middle of the tarmac. So many times <laughs> got canceled and booked into another, another, another flight. flight. Yeah. So I never had experienced any, like, non-delay. So like, in tarmac, no. But in, on, on gate. I have had in the, but this in summer was the longest. Long. Yeah, the longest. I've had I've had long delays, but mostly it's the, like due to weather, and I'm usually still at the airport. But I've had instances where I'm at the hotel, and this happened uh, about maybe four years ago. I was at the hotel, and there were like um, flights flights in and out of Vegas were canceling left and right for some reason, and so then they had me they had me deadhead from Dallas to Vegas and then on my way to to work a flight from Vegas to Chicago and then on my way to Vegas my flight from Vegas to Chicago canceled so then they had me deadhead from Vegas to Chicago so I like didn't work <laughs> yeah I did, I did have one time that they got a reserve assignment hopping onto United uh, deadhead to a destination and the plane has taken off without us. They found a different crew, so we had a, a 30 hour layover for nothing. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so, but yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else, Sam? I think that does it. <clears throat> have you? Are you watching any fun movie or have you watched any fun shows or movies lately? Fun shows or movie. I recently, and not or not even just fun just like interesting or like you know not really i just kind of stick to the same movies and shows that i watch that's pretty much it um Mm. so how did you find our little podcast um through like you know just going to work when i work i put in my headphones and i like listening to music the rate of sports radio that i listen to locally here in st louis or like podcasts Mm -hmm. and I was just like, I was listening to, you know, certain podcasts and I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to like a flight attendant one. I was like, maybe there's something like about aviation. So I literally, I literally Googled on Spotify or searched on Spotify flight attendant podcast. And then like you guys are like the first one that popped up and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hmm, okay. And then so like, let's give it a shot. And so like, I enjoyed it and I was just like, all right. And I just kept going episode through episode. And I was, just, I was like, wait a minute. I can totally like just talk with these guys about all this stuff. Yeah. They, speak, they speak my lingo and yeah. i can't really talk like this with anybody else so yeah, yeah we're here whenever you want just let us know sorry we've had such a hard time getting all our schedules figured out it's just been quite no, the okay. past couple of months for us but we're yeah. glad to have you on here yeah i'm happy to be on thank you so much what other uh, podcasts are you listening to you said you like sports right so do you listen are there other sports i'm sure there are sports. i'm sure they are I was so I'm a big hockey fan. So my favorite team is the St. Louis Blues and a podcast that I, uh, I listen to and I sometimes uh, record episodes with them is called the chirp, which, you know, for non hockey fans, you know, the chirp to chirp somebody is like, you know, to, to, you know, to argue with them, like to make, you know, to call them out, you know, just kind of distance. So that's kind of like the hockey lingo for, you know, trash talking. Um, so it's called the Chirp Podcast, and it talks, you know, St. Louis Blues hockey. And I like to get on there and talk hockey with them and stuff like that because, you know, there's not a lot, not not really anybody in my family follows hockey like I do. 
So right. what do I do? I go to those guys to, you know, have fun. That's cool. Um, that sounds, that sounds yeah, fun. I, we'll have to I, yeah, I just listen. have it. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, I, I just listen to, you know, other sports podcasts, news podcasts about like what's going on in the world. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Do you, uh, besides writing your book, do you read other stuff or have you just been solely writing? It, it's that's really it's a that's a very ironic question um i really don't like reading at all but i'll write right. my heart out until the day i die it's i mean really you know weird. like i know it's not weird because I, I feel like um at least for some writers that i've met they say that they don't really like to read other stuff while they're writing that's why i asked the question because they don't want anything else to influence whatever they're writing so right exactly yeah, yeah my my yeah, my influence and my inspiration and my motivation comes from um, like life events and a lot of the things that I uh, when I listen to music that kind of helps like jog mm-hmm. like ideas for books and stuff like that that I that I uh, end up you know pouring out on, my, on the paper and just hope it makes something. Right, right. How about you, Uncle Jay? So I um, I tried listening to a podcast called Not Too Deep. With great help, what's that about? It, I, I'm, I'm assuming I haven't done much research on her, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that she is, um, like, I want to say like an, an influencer, maybe a YouTuber, mm-hmm. because she's really good friends with Tyler Oakley, mm-hmm. and I have followed Tyler Oakley for a while. Mm-hmm. He's our YouTuber, and um, but they, they're like you and me, like they, they know each other for a long time. And their interactions are very close to ours. Um, so yes, I was like, okay, well, I think this is give a it a shot. And yes, it was really, really funny. Are you done with your um, what was it? The uh, the oh god, your your book series that you were reading last time. So and last time I think I was still in book one. I'm right now book number two, and I think I'm almost done with that one. Um, cause I only read on the plane. Yeah. I don't like to read when I'm at home. Cause you know, I have some other right. 10,000 other hobbies that I, right. that I do. So. And you haven't watched any shows? No, I'm still like trying to finish Outlander. I'm still on season one. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't we finish season one when we were in London though? Did we? Yeah. <laughs> we, fell we fell asleep. Um, so I have been watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix, um, and then I was just like researching it, and apparently it's 13 books. It's a series of 13 books, but the show is progressing pretty fast, so I don't think they're going to do a full 13 seasons of the show. Um, and I just started reading, um, it's called The Vanishing Half, and it's about twins who are from like a city that is full of, um, so essentially it was back back in the, um, when blacks were still slaves, the owner of this plantation died and he left everything to one of the offsprings that was mixed. And so like then that offspring decided to become as light as possible so they would only copulate with people lighter than them so it's it's interesting i mean I'm, i just finished i'm not even finished with 
chapter one. <laughs> but it's for my book club this month. And then as far as um, podcasts, I started listening to this one. It's called The Morning News. And it's, um, his name is Andre. And he is from South Africa. No, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Andre. He is from Zimbabwe. And um, he does like little short interviews and his, his like, um, his episodes are like 20, 20 to 30 minutes. So it's like just the perfect amount while I'm getting ready. Well, you know, cause it's, they talk about love and music and relationships and makeup, just about everything. He brings like Greek writers and stuff like that. So if you, you know, listen to it, the morning news. I just thought of a show that's on, um, well, I can't say right now if it's on Netflix because I know Netflix puts something on there for a week and they're like, oh, we're going to yank this. But a show that um, flight attendants could get into, it's called Into the Night. And Oh, we um, talked about that on the last episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, party, party. No worries. We talked about, yeah, it was like, yeah, that's the one I was looking at. I was watching, I watched it um, when one of my layovers. I had about six hours and I was like, let's just, you know, let's watch this. Did you ever watch uh, when you had Netflix, the uh, Come Fly With Me, that that show with the, it was a comedy show? Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think so. It was, it's really funny because it was pretty much, um, there was, the, of course, the gay flight attendant. And then there was the married pilot who had a wife who became a pilot because he had an incident where he cheated. And then there was the, you know, the gate agents that were like, do you want to, do you want to purchase the, the fast pass so that you don't have to wait in line to board the plane? But she would like offer it to everybody. So everybody would buy it. And then like, nobody got ahead first, you know, <laughs> It's, it's funny if you ever I don't know if it's not Netflix anymore but that's a really cool show or funny show that you could probably get into for something comedy some comedy that's it um I don't really have anything else Sam do you want to uh, share your Instagram stuff or your social media so that people can find your book when you finally publish um so you know uh the best place, you know, for flight attendants, for traveling and stuff like that, that's my Instagram is, you know, all for traveling and stuff like that is uh, jibs and salsa. Like it sounds like chips and salsa. It's <laughs> uh, my nickname, G-I-B-S and salsa. Jibs and salsa is my okay. name for Instagram. That's where I post a lot of traveling stuff. And, you know, um, right now I'll probably be a little bit quiet because I'm still trying to, I just got my edited stuff back for my book. So probably about the next month or so, I'll probably be um, finishing that up. And then I just got to purchase a few things with Amazon. And then right about the end of May, it's kind of where I'll be a little bit, I'll be kind of speaking more loudly on the publishing date and kind of be more realistic with it. So I'm not kind of giving everybody, you know, like a false alarm or, you know, having it too eager for them to wait even longer. So I'm just kind of staying quiet so that nobody gets too excited yet. Sounds good. Well, definitely keep an eye out for the book because I'm actually interested in reading it now that yeah. I know the premise of it. Yeah. 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 And I'll be sure I'm going upstairs to have some dinner with my family, but uh, when I get done with that, I'll definitely send a picture of like the cover art for you so you can yeah. kind of know what to look for. And I'm looking on Netflix right now and I don't see the show. Well, if you find it anywhere, you, you can probably find clips on YouTube and stuff. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, but 
we'll put we'll add your handle on the episode notes thank you for coming with us uh remember guys you can follow us on instagram at the flight attendant podcast on twitter at stay safe fly safe we also you can also email us the flight attendant podcast at gmail.com we have the flight attendant podcast.com um that's pretty much it for me uncle jay no thank you so much for sharing all the, that, that very nice story yeah thank, thank you. you for being with us over here all right guys stay safe fly, fly safe, safe. And look at you.